Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? Do me a favor, you guys. You know what I'm going to say, but i got to say it anyway. If you're listening, well, you are listening, obviously. Um, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. What's Perfect Shaker? They are a company that makes fitness accessories. What's a fitness accessory? Well, what isn't a fitness accessory? Um, anywhere from meal prep bags, meal prep containers, pill containers, shaker cups, all kinds of shaker cups. You can even, like they have like superheroes and, you know, Mortal Kombat, and Game of Thrones and all these different, you know, franchises they have. Uh, shaker cups for you can never have too many shaker cups especially if you're a fitness person and also um, they have the best workout towels you can customize their stuff it's great I've been working with perfect shaker for I don't know seven years or so I was a customer before I was a client or partner or whatever I am so anyway uh, do yourselves a favor Christmas is coming up so if you have a fitness lover in your life like me or if you are the fitness lover do yourselves a favor go to perfectshaker.com enter the promo code 10 pounds the word 10 the word pounds you will save 15% off of your order and as always this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements what's bucked up supplements Pete well I'm going to tell you right now Bucked Up is in the line of supplements that I use myself. They're the only supplements I use um, anywhere from pre-workout, post-workout, intro-workout. You guys see me. I'm 44 years old. I'm at the gym every day, minus my rest day. I'm training for marathons. I'm incorporating. I think I'm going to do a high rocks race. We'll fucking get into that later probably. But um, I just I get after it. And yes, it's partially because I'm dedicated, but also partially because I have the energy to do that because I take bucked up supplements. So whether you're trying to lose weight, gain muscle, or if you're trying to do endurance like me, marathons, triathlons, such like that, uh, bike races, they have a line of stuff for you if you're an endurance athlete now too. So Go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, the word pounds, and you will save yourself 20% off of your order. What? I know. Um, so anyway, really quick like, you know how I do this. I haven't done it in a second, but I'm about to do this right now. Um, every time I, I, not every time, I forgot a bunch of times, okay? I'm sorry. I'm an asshole, but I did tell you guys I would share stuff that I was adding to my workout playlist or just songs that I have on new workout playlist now, check it out, right? Oops, that's the wrong song. Check it out right here. This popped up and I was like, oh. What? Right, dude? Come on. That's pretty good. So, uh, I mean, first of all, who doesn't love fucking, you know, We Will Rock You? Who, who doesn't get pumped up when they hear fucking We Will Rock You, right? Right? 
I'm already pumped up. This is such a good cover of this song. Oh. So this is uh, Maria Brink, who's the lead singer of a band called In This Moment, which I very much like. Um, also, Lizzie Hale, who is the lead singer of a band called Hailstorm. This is her right here. And then Taylor Momsen, who is the girl that used to be a Gossip Girl. <laughs> Taylor Momsen was a girl from Gossip Girl. She was in uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and she's the lead singer in a band called The Pretty Reckless. And they're all fucking great bands, dude, with lead fucking female leads. So anyway, we will rock you by those three. Check it out if you're looking for something to add to your workout playlist. I am back. Oh, man, I don't even... I don't even know where to start, you guys. I'm going to be honest. So let's just start at the beginning. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this. So first of all, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. I I know I did. That's partially what this episode is about. Um, just, uh, you know, an opportunity to sit back, spend time with my family. I got to spend time with both of my brothers, uh, Thursday and Friday, which was awesome. Just, you know, even though we living in the same city with them, um, we don't, I don't see my other brother that much. Um, you know, he's busy working and coaching or I don't know, actually, um, <laughs> he's got, he's got three kids, but anyway, um, it was nice to hang out with all my brothers and just have us, you know, be a family because it's been I mean we've seen each other on like Christmas and stuff I think but not like on the I feel like it's always like a day after or something like so to actually get to spend the holidays with my brothers was pretty cool um you know we've all been through a lot <laughs> my brothers and I and uh you know no matter what you know we're all we have essentially like you know we've got cousins and stuff and you know, I love all my cousins. I don't talk to some of my cousins because some of my cousins flipped out and fucking said mean things about me on social media, and I don't need to associate with those people, blood or not. Um, but, you know, my brothers and I, you know, my mom died when I was 20, and they were much younger. And, you know, I, I don't... I'm not trying to be mean or whatever, but, like, that was kind of the day I think our dad started to die for us as well, um, both physically, but more so uh, just spiritually, I guess. Like, I think my dad started to die. He was already probably dying because he had already started using meth and stuff before my mom died, but I think my mom dying really put him over the edge, and it was just a a slow downward spiral till he ultimately, you know, ended up dying as well. Um, during COVID, is if you guys have been here for a while, you might remember. But not to start this podcast off on a down note, but, um, you know, it is kind of a thing because, you know, I, I probably told this story before on this show, but um, my mom's, the last holiday that we ever spent with my mom was Thanksgiving, and uh, it you know I, I remember it like it was yesterday, kind of even though it was now going to be 24 years ago. Actually, when you guys hear this episode, it'll be the 
Yeah, the anniversary of my mom dying back in 1999, November 28th. I'll never forget. Um, but, you know, my mom on Thanksgiving, you know, we always did Thanksgiving with us. You know, it's just the four of us. Usually my grandma would come over because um, we were her only grandchildren. And my grandpa was always off, you know, probably with one of his other families or in Mexico with one of his other families. I don't fucking know, dude. But, um so my grandma usually spent it with us. Usually the five of us. Sometimes we would go to like an aunt or an uncle's house, like you know my tia Franny, because my uncle Danny was a really good cook. So we would go there sometimes. You know there were a couple times when we went elsewhere, but for the most part it was us. And this Thanksgiving, not this, but in 1999, my mom was you know she had gone to work sick like the day before I guess, um, and then really wasn't feeling well on Thursday. And when we got there, like, was so sick that, like, she couldn't even, she didn't even have the energy to prepare Thanksgiving dinner, which was odd, because if you know anything about my mom, like, that was, like, that never would have happened, you know? And so, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was odd, you know, for that time to, know that my mom, so my grandma ended up cooking dinner for us that night, and it was fine, you know, we didn't think anything of it, and then my mom was sick the next day, and then that Saturday is when she was so sick that she called my grandmother, because my dad was off working the swap meet, because this was back when my dad thought he had a, six or he was going to build a successful uh, <laughs> dart business, <laughs> And so he was at the swap meet, and my mom was homesick, and she it was got so bad that she called my grandma to take her to the hospital, only when my grandma got, I don't know, I think I was at work, and she didn't think to call me, because she knew I needed to make the money, because I was paying rent, because I had moved out already, and uh, so my grandma got there, and my mom couldn't even get herself up out of bed to go into the car so my grandma could take her to the doctor so and she was in a lot of pain so my grandma called the ambulance 911 and they took her to the hospital you know and then my grandma came to where I worked which was ironically like right down the street so I used to work at a movie theater Edwards Upland 8 in Upland California look it up not there anymore now it's like a beauty school or some shit dude which is fucking weird but um she came over there, and my mom, they had taken my mom to Upper Memorial Hospital, which is literally right down the street. I could walk there from where I worked. And uh, my grandma came running in, and she's like, Mijo, they had to take your gra- your mom to the hospital. Actually, rewind. Um, no, not rewind. That's what happened. And so we uh, we took, they had already taken my mom to the hospital, and my grandma came, so I went to the hospital with my grandma, and, you know, we talked to my mom and everything, and she had already gone to the hospital with her, but, um, you know, they told my mom that she was dehydrated, and then they had to do some more tests on her, and I saw my mom, and she did not look good. She was very, the the color was gone from her skin, and... You know, th- if this is too much, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, 
you know, this is the time of year where I think about this stuff. And this is a real podcast. So, um, and I don't know if I told this whole story or not, but my grandma left the room for whatever reason. And my mom, uh, my grandma wanted to take me to lunch. That's what she liked to do. She was my grandma, you know, and my mom and I were the only ones in the room. And my mom was just telling me what the doctors had told her. That she was dehydrated. I said, Mom, this looks like you're more than dehydrated. And she's like, well, they're going to do some more tests. And da 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 But, you know, it, it, she was in a lot of pain, I could tell. And, you know, she's like, your, your, your grandma, your yaya, that's what we used to call my grandma. She wants to take you to lunch. You know, go to lunch so that you don't get dehydrated like me. I was like, Mom, I'm not going to get dehydrated. Like, it's fine, like. I want to stay here with you. She's like, no, go ha- go lunch because they have to take me in anyway. You know, I said, okay, well, I'm going to come back, you know, later when I get off of work. And, you know, I told them I loved her and my grandma and I went to lunch. My grandma dropped me off at work. Oh, she went back to the hospital and came right back, you know, within minutes of dropping me off and going to the hospital and she said your, your mom they took your mom like she's in a coma and we are so I, I left work i rushed to the hospital got there and by that time the doctor said you know her organs are starting to shut down she has a blood infection you know we've done everything we can but she's in a coma for now but if you have any loved ones or anyone that cares about her um you might want to have them come because we're not sure, like, we're not sure what's going to happen. And I was like, wait, what? You know, like, is it, she wasn't, like, she was sick, but, like, the flu sick, not like, you know, we've been preparing for this for months or years sick. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck do you mean call everybody? So that's what we did. Um, you know, she was in a coma after that. And, you know, they would, they would come in and check on her and, you know, everyone, the family was co- starting to come. Everyone was starting to come and see her and try to talk to her, even though she wasn't, you know, awake. Um, and then we left the hospital that night. That's a whole ordeal I don't want to get into. Um, and then the next morning we went to the hospital, more people came and then she died. So... I mean, there's I mean, it's way more layers to the story, you know, but basically she, we thought she had the flu on Thursday and Friday. We took her to the hospital on Saturday and then Sunday she was gone. So, you know, I know I've talked about it on this podcast before, but, um, you know, I learned really young the value of life and how not to take it for granted and such. So that is why <laughs> I was very thankful that I got to spend Thanksgiving with my brother, both of my brothers and my nephews and my nieces and it was nice, you know, it's nice to it's nice to do that. I don't take it for granted anymore. You know, I think when I was in Oklahoma, um I just didn't have money to come back for Thanksgiving, if I if I recall. And then or I uh, no, actually I think I was no. What am I talking about? I was actually doing pretty good. Um because I had worked on the farm all summer. I had all this money saved up from working on the farm. But anyway, no, I remember we had decided we would stay there for Thanksgiving. 
and then come here for Christmas. And then I was going to come for Christmas, and then my sister-in-law got COVID, like, right before, so we ended up not coming. But anyway, it's always nice when I get to spend the holiday, at least a holiday, with my brothers. So thankful for that. Um, thankful that over the last couple weeks, um, I had some big wrestling. I told you I was going to start talking about wrestling a little bit, you guys. I'm sorry. I love wrestling, dude. It's so fun. They had they had an AEW on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, or the week before Thanksgiving, at the Toyota Center, which is the new arena. And it's not new. It's like it's probably like five, six years old at this point. Maybe maybe more than that in Ontario. But this is the first time I've ever been there, and it's really cool. And it got me thinking, like, how cool would it be to one day film a special there because uh i'm pretty sure cat williams filmed one of his specials there years ago but i'm like i fucking grew up in ontario dude like why wouldn't i want to film a special there you know, like how fucking dope would that be i'm putting it out there in the universe right now for my 20th anniversary of comedy i would like to do my special there so that would be in 2032. It's eight years. You guys think I could get big enough to fucking sell out 12,000 seats in my hometown in eight years? I think I can do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could fucking do it, dude. Um, but anyway, we went to an AEW show, which... I don't want to give you the history, but AEW is basically all, all elite wrestling. It was helped. It it was helped, I can't even say it right, two guys from Rancho Cucamonga helped found it. They were guys, I, I talked about it before, but the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, well, their last name was actually Massey, but their their wrestling names are Matt and, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And they used to do wrestling out of their backyard. Their dad built them a ring, and they would have these little indie shows, and they started they moved up to the high desert and they started having them up in the high desert. And then eventually they went to Japan and they just became really big on YouTube. And then the owner of the Jaguars, Tony Khan, his son, fucking wanted to start his own wrestling thing. And he had the money and he reached out to these guys. And that's how AEW got started. And it's a pretty cool story, but it's inspiring because it's like those guys grew up one town over from me and here they are in the summertime this past summer um aew sold out wembley stadium and so you think about from going from fucking backyard wrestling shows inviting like your family and friends to fucking eighty thousand people at wembley stadium the largest crowd at a professional wrestling event ever like it's just inspiring to me dude like i you know you guys if you guys have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that I have big goals. And slowly but surely, I'm reaching some of my goals. Like, you know, when I started this whole comedy journey, I really don't know what I thought, to be honest. I thought that, no, I know what I thought when I started doing comedy. I thought, I'm sad and depressed because my girlfriend cheated on me. And now we're breaking up. Because she's whatever. I don't know. And 
now I can't do anything because everything that I enjoy doing reminds me of her because we were together for so long that everything I do now reminds me of her also, even though there are things that I like to do. You know, when you're in a relationship, you involve the person that you love in the things that you like to do. For instance, Dodger games or... I really don't know other than that with not Ashton, but with my girlfriend before, because that was kind of the only thing. I mean, like I liked clubbing before she came along and then she made me not like it. But like at that point, once we broke up, I was kind of past the age where I like going to clubs anyway. Dodger Games is really the only place where like I loved going and I'm like, fuck, man, like it's just different now because even though I love the Dodgers. It's like we went to so many games, you know, and the good thing about my breakup, my most recent breakup with Ashton is, you know, we went to Dodger games, but she didn't go to like a lot of Dodger games with me because she was gone all summer every year, you know, so we got April, maybe some of May, and then maybe when she came back, they'd be in the play, I mean, they were always in the playoffs when she came back, but, you know, maybe she would come back in time to go to a couple playoff games, you know, but, you know, I went to a lot of games by myself or with friends or my friend Danielle or, you know, just my brothers or whoever want to fucking go to a game. You know me, dude. Like, if I'm home and I'm not working or you want to go to a game, even if I am working, as long as it's not a show, I won't cancel shows. But I'll fucking, I won't go to work and go to a fucking Dodger game, dude. Like, day game, night game, I don't fucking care. Like, that's my happiest place, dude. That and being on stage. And to be honest, at this point, being on stage is probably happier because it doesn't break my heart like the Dodgers do every fucking year. <laughs> I'm sorry. This became an episode of My Blue Thoughts, R.I.P. Um, I lost my train of thought. Make Things that make me cry. Dodgers. Fucking. Yep forgot what I was talking about, it'll probably come back to me. Oh, we're talking about wrestling and just, yeah. My happy place is on stage. Um, so, anyway, my point is, is uh, just watching the Young Bucks and what they've been able to accomplish, two kids that didn't grow up very far from me, like, it's fucking cool, man, and it's inspiring, and I hope one day I can do that, too. I could be at the fucking Toyota Center I think I can do it. Eight years, man. It's not that long. And I started thinking about why I started comedy. And yeah, so if you would have told me, like I said, whenever when when we when I broke up with that girlfriend, I didn't know what to do. All I knew was that I wanted to do stuff that didn't remind me of her. And stand-up comedy was something that I had always wanted to try anyway. And so I figured, you know what, dude? We never really went to comedy shows. I've always wanted to do comedy. Let me see if I can do comedy. Maybe I can write some jokes about her, like, and get out, you know, what I need to get out. I'm going to therapy, but let me get it out like this, too, and let me maybe comedy is something I should try. And I fucking did a show, and I didn't want to fucking do anything else after that. But if you would have told me then, I, d- I didn't think I was going to fucking do it and fall in love with it and be obsessed with it and have my fucking life ruined because of it. <laughs> I never fucking thought that, dude. Have my life ruined, but have, like, people so close to me fucking blowing up. I don't know if you guys know who Ralph Barbosa is, but he's, like, one of the biggest comics right now going. 
And I was doing shows with him in Dallas when I was in Oklahoma City. I must have done like four or five shows with him. Some shows where we didn't get paid with that fucking dude. And now he's got, you know, a million followers and a Netflix special. And good for him, dude, because he fucking earned it. But, like, that's close. Do you know what I mean? Like, the person that saw him saw me. Chose him, which is fine. But it's like I was that close. And I'm still that close. Matt Reif, fucking, I'm in a picture with him. I think I told you guys last week or last podcast, but... You know, I used to hang out with him and Dane Cook and fucking Jake from State Farm. They were friends with a friend of mine and, you know, but like we were in the same social circle and Matt Reif is the biggest fucking comedian in the world right now. Jake Farm, Jake from State Farm is fucking making millions of dollars doing fucking State Farm commercials, dude. Like, it's always so close to me that people get things and for some people that would be frustrating for me, it's not frustrating. It, 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 it's, it's the opposite. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm next. Like, maybe I'm next. Maybe I'm next. And it's a, it's a carrot that dangles in front of you as a comedian. But, like, I'm so, I'm always so fucking close. Every time I post a clip on Instagram, like, that's the clip that, or fucking, I mean, I post it everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, fucking Facebook Reels. I think I got them all. Um, threads. Fuck, I didn't get them all. Um, every time I post something, you know, I post, some clips are way funnier than others, but most of the shit I post is pretty funny. No, all of the shit, what am I talking about? All of the shit. There's been like one or two where like it wasn't funny, but I thought it was funny because like maybe like I tried a joke and it didn't hit. Like when I went to Cincinnati and I was like, oh, H. And they were like, boo, we're not Columbus, man. This is Cincinnati. I'm like, dude, everyone I fucking met from Ohio always goes ape shit when you go, oh, H. They go, I.O. Like, I've never met somebody that didn't fucking do that. So, whatever. So, I, I posted that just because it was funny that I tried something and it didn't work. Most of this, like, everything I post is funny. And every time I post it, I'm like, oh, this will be the fucking. And sometimes. I post fun clips that are way funnier than other clips. And then the clips that I don't think are as funny get more likes and views and shares. And I'm just like, I don't fucking get it, dude. Instagram buries certain things. You say certain words and they will hide it in the algorithm. This is a fact, dude. It fucking really pissed me off. But at the same time, every time I post something, that could be the post that changes my life. Like, that's a real possibility. It can go viral and viral and viral and keep going viral. And pretty soon, I have a million followers. And I'm selling out fucking clubs all over the country instead of only having 35 people in Tampa come on a Friday night when there ain't dick else to do in that area. You know what I mean? Like, it's it could happen that fast. You know, Matt Reif, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but last year, yeah, I guess it's last year, in 2022... Um, they had a, a comedy festival here in L.A. Is that Netflix is a joke festival. And everyone had shows, you know, all Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Bill Burr had stuff like everybody had something going on. And Netflix was just going to film everything and they put whatever they wanted to put out so they can have like, you know, comedy releases for instead of going to all these different cities. And, you know, they just did a bunch of shit so they could film 
and put it out for comedians over the course of the year. Matt Reif had a show scheduled during the festival, and it got canceled because there weren't enough tickets sold. And now Matt Reif is fucking selling out comedy clubs all over the fucking country. Like, and I was fucking playing volleyball with him on the beach a few summers ago. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, people close to me keep hitting it. People on this podcast, you know, Catherine Blanford has fucking blown up. She's out on tour with Burt Kreischer. She got on Jimmy Fallon right after she did the podcast. You know, you've seen people like Rachel Wolfson who was on the podcast a couple times and had booked Jackass already when she came on the podcast but couldn't talk about it because she had signed an NDA. You know, my buddy Eric Rivera, like so many people. Lara Bites, you know, was on this podcast and then she was on fucking Rogan. Now she's headlining all over the place. Like, and like I said, dude, it's fucking, it inspires me. Like, yeah, like the business can be frustrating, you know, like, I don't feel like I I deserve something more than other people. I mean, maybe some other people. <laughs> of course, dude. But like I just I just I know my time will come, dude. And what's fucked up about it is I know my time will come. I just don't know when. And it's 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 just fucked up, dude. It's like it's like a drug. You know, you keep wanting to hit, you keep wanting to hit, and you go for it, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't fucking reach it. You know, it's right there, but I shouldn't, ha- I, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, that's my reality, dude. So, the Young Bucks inspire me was the moral of that story. <laughs> um, cool, we got that part out of the way. Um, I did want to talk about, oh, if you're listening, um... I'm going to be at Truth or Consequences. Truth. Is it Truth and Consequences? Or Truth or Consequences? Hold on, you guys. I should know this. I'm going to be there this weekend. (laughs) Stand by. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Um, On Thursday this week. November 30th, is that? Yep. And then Friday, I'm going to be at Truth or Consequences Brewery in Las Cruces. Um, It's like a little comedy run they have going there. New Mexico, that's this Friday, December 1st. Um, You know, this will be like the third time I've been to New Mexico this year, I think. And I'm going to go back to New Mexico in... February, I'm headlining Dry Heat Comedy Club. I'm very excited because uh, last time I was there, I met a few of my cousins, and that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and so hopefully I'll meet some more cousins, and we'll m- make some fans in Albuquerque. And there's a cute young lady that I may have fancied when I was in Albuquerque the last time. Maybe she'll be there too. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the market, dude. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So that's when that's where I'm going to be this Thursday and Friday, November 30th, December 1st. Truth or consequences and truth or, cons- or her consequences and then truth or consequences in Las Cruces. Um, I'm running a marathon next week. At least that's the plan. 
And, you know, it got me thinking, like, uh, I don't know how much longer I can keep fucking running marathons. <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, and that's part of why I do it, because it's really hard. But more so than hard, it's fucking time-consuming, man. And it hurts. And I'm, I always, like, get hurt or something. I mean, not, like, bad, but, you know, it's just it's just a lot of work, dude. But I'm going to keep doing it because I have some on the... I already have dates on the 2024 calendar that I want to do, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But other reason is uh, this guy that I used to play baseball with when I was in Oklahoma City, um, his name is Spencer. He did this thing called the High Rocks Race, which is like a Spartan race, but it's uh, like indoors. They have like, they do shit like sled pulls and sled push and medicine ball, um, wall ball and lunges on with bags and just different stuff it's like indoors so you're not getting like all muddy and shit you know but it looks and it's all like stuff i can do and i'm like i kind of want to do that um and there's one december 16th here in la so i kind of want to do it but i also want to run this marathon next week because i was my goal was six marathons this year and if i do this one next week i'm only gonna have done four and that's not a lot, you know, I mean, it's more than most people, but I wanted to do six, so kind of bummed, but between my travel schedule and stuff, it just kept not being able to happen, so, um, you know, I did my best, but four marathons is still a lot, I'm going to do one between now and the end of the year, regardless, so, um, how do I stay motivated? I just do, man, <laughs> that's it i just do okay i just fucking want to look good want to feel good want to feel young want to look young or at least younger you guys have no idea how much i love when i find out people are my age or younger and they look like absolute dog shit and they're like wait you're how old like as if like what the fuck do you do that i'm not doing well probably not eating shit all day long I'm probably not drinking all the time. I'm probably not smoking. Not probably. I'm not doing any of those things. Not smoking. Not doing hard drugs. I use sunscreen. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I take care of myself. Period. <laughs> I do, dude. Like, I take pride in it. And I like challenging myself. Um... It just is what it is, but it also, I've talked about it numerous times, not only does working out help me look and feel good, but it's so good for my mental health. I have issues, you guys. If you haven't noticed this already, I have issues, um, and working out helps me with those issues. So anything that can help me with the issues, it doesn't cost fucking $200 an hour, I'm all for. So with that being said, just wanted to kind of update you guys. I also um, have every intention on not fucking missing weeks anymore, dude. Like, I'm, I know I fucking, I hate it. My schedule has been so crazy. I was, I told you guys I was driving Lyft, I think, on the last episode. Well, I'm fucking done with that shit, okay? It is, uh, it just was just, it was too consumed. It was too time consuming. And I wasn't making enough money doing it that I thought I was going to make to justify doing it 
instead of doing this or sending my emails or writing or fucking writing or working on a script or making funny shorts that I have ideas for like all of that stuff um it was taken away from that and the dollars that I was making wasn't worth it so anyway um that's that dude you know I'm gonna keep coming back every week that's the plan I gotta keep this consistent I've been wanting to up it to twice a week but we'll wait till we get out of my brother's house to do that because I want to I'm not gonna do that till I have a studio set up and I don't know if I'm gonna be in the studio um in LA anytime soon so I'm trying to get some stuff together because I want my own studio so stay tuned when I have my own studio that's definitely when we'll go back to having regular guests although I have some guests lined up I just need to work out schedules with them but Anyway, guys, truth or consequences, in truth or consequences, this Thursday, December, or November 30th, and then Friday, truth or consequences, in New Las Cruces, New Mexico, this Friday, December 1st. That's where I'll be. Thanks for listening, and have a good day. Bye.